This is Random Discourse, the podcast. If your metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah. Nah, no, no, no apologies needed. Halloween. Um, just so you know, we're recording now. Taliban. So we might as well just get into it. But ain't no need to apologize. Um, I already, I already, um, asked Eric. Me and Eric talked about it already, Brian. But Michigan, man. That's a tough way to lose for, for them to lose. Yeah, the white still isn't over that one. That was a that was a tough one. But what I the good thing about what Harbaugh his attitude, I think some other coaches would let their teams kind of go downhill from there. But I don't know if y'all heard what he said right after he said um, that we played winning football, but we didn't win. Welcome to football. That's what football is. Now we're thinking about Minnesota. So there he's on to the next one. That team will be on to the next one. But that was a bad way to lose. That was tough. Michigan technically still has a chance to win the Big Ten. Yep. Technically speaking. I mean, yeah, they just have to it things just have to go their way. Like yeah. Ohio State has to beat Michigan State. They have to beat Ohio State uh-huh. and all of all of that fun stuff. I mean, that's too much to rely on. I mean, honestly, yeah. you just need to win. That's all you have to do. And they didn't do it. All the opponent had to do was lay down on the football, throw the football down the field, do something, not not try to do that worldly burrow kick or whatever, and and give the ball to him. And then I couldn't believe they didn't uh, they didn't tackle him. I was like, okay, but somebody's gonna get him, and the, the clock was on zero. So if if he gets tackled, it's over. But nobody yeah. nobody got to him, man. That was just everything had to go wrong, and it didn't. Crazy play. It, I mean, what what? Could go wrong, did go wrong, and that's how you lose that game. That's it. So it's it. I guess we're not gonna do our regular show this week. You know, we're not gonna talk matchups. It, it, it's a good time in the season to actually do this too. So it's time to just you know, I don't want to say it's like not a report card time, but it's time to look down the road and just contextualize everything and and see what we have coming up and. Really, because it's it's the playoff picture is about to to start un, unfolding. When it, doesn't the committee meet sometime soon? Their first yeah. meeting, I believe, uh, November third. Yeah, two weeks from this Tuesday, from today, actually. Yeah. Yep. So it's the perfect time to you know start looking at it. And this week there isn't much going on to be honest. So why not do it this week? Because pretty soon it's going to be. Nothing but game after game after game that you want to be watching. And, and one win, one loss, or one right, uh, well-timed winning streak could could get you in there. Because I, I really think the committee's just now starting to watch college football, uh, at least some of them. Not all of them are just sitting watching college football. I, I could be wrong. I'm sorry. So who do you want to start with? You want to start with – you want to just get – get right into it and don't even start with one or the other because I can tell you, follow the leader. Okay. Well, I, I can tell you this. I mean, my, my current playoff teams, I, I, I stopped at six, but I could have went to as far as potential teams, like 10, 11, 12 to get into the playoff still. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like for real, seriously. I mean, it's it's where we're still early enough where a win can get you there, but uh, we're late enough that a loss is going to put you out of it. 
unless you're in a conference like the SEC or maybe the Pac-12. But the, the Big 12 is already down to a three-headed monster, and it's, oh, it's just going to – we already know that game comes down to Baylor-GCU as long as Baylor and GCU keep winning. So I, I, my my teams, I, I'll give you my top four as of right now where I could see things potentially ending up. I have Ohio State at number one because I do think they're the best team in the nation and the most talented team. They're just a little bored right now. So they're playing down to their competition instead of playing up to their potential. I like Baylor because I like Baylor's defense, and I think their defense isn't playing up to, to their potential as well because their their defensive line is excellent. Um, Oakman, and I can't even remember the other young man's name, so forgive me, but they're good, and I really like Seth Russell. Seth Russell is a little bit better fit. He's he's more in the mold of a RG3, so that offense runs just a little bit better with him there. And Corey Coleman, man, Corey Coleman is an excellent wide receiver, and he should be garnishing some Heisman talk. Uh, LSU, until somebody stops Leonard Fournette, LSU is going to be there. And Eric, we we. We were talking about it, but Brandon Harris is starting to mature as a quarterback. He played a very efficient game against Florida. So I think that they're they're starting to they're they're going to be that team that, hey, you know, at the beginning of the season, didn't they we were unsure about their quarterback and wide receivers, but now that could become a strength for them and supplement that running game. And my number four spot is up for grabs because I want to believe in Utah. Honestly, I do want to believe in Utah, but Alabama is still there. And if TCU can pull off that win, they'll they'll be in there. So I can't, I can't just discredit those two teams because Alabama and Nick Saban, they're always there. And you can never just say, hey, they're not going to make it. Sorry, I know so I was a little is, long. Is that, your, is that your top four for today? Or is that like how um, you see it down the road? How I see it down the road. My top three, how I see it down the road. My four, I'm not sure just yet. So you've got LSU, you've got LSU in your top four. Yeah. As of right now, yes. I mean, your first two, and I don't I don't make this an arguing thing, but you know, I just want to play devil's advocate to your LSU. Even though they beat my Gators, the team that I love, I didn't come away from that game overly impressed. Leonard Fournette is amazing. He's gonna get his yards, he's gonna break tackles. But they scored on a fake field goal. They scored at the end of the half on a, on really a play that the coverage was there. Um, you know, that, that was that uh, flea flicker where Vernon Hargraves was in position, just got didn't get his hand on the ball. Then they scored late in the game, in the, in the half as well, when Malachi Dupree caught a ball where the safety slipped and fell. I, I just don't know if I consider Brandon Harris. I, when I look at quarterbacks around the country, Brandon Harris doesn't strike me as a national championship winning quarterback. And I know that's probably unfair because they've got a lot of talent on that team. But until they go into a hostile environment, a.k.a. Tuscaloosa, and get a win, or I think they also go on the road to either Texas A&M or Ole Miss later in the season, until they go to one of those spots and get that road win, I can't really buy into the issue. I mean, I, I, can, I can respect that opinion, but nobody's really paying attention to their passing game, so that's why I have LSU sure. there. I did, I, did, that's, I did say that, and I think that that will be, you know, good for them. Because yeah, that's fair. That's fair. their wide receivers are top notch. Like people don't realize that, but they are really top notch. Like Darrell and um, Dupree, they 
they are as good as a tandem in the NCAA as there is. It's just their quarterback play is holding them back. And, you know, not to think too much ahead, but all their major players come back next year. Harris will be more season. He'll be back. Fournette comes back, and both those receivers come back. I think next year might be their season. But, yeah, they're talented right now. So, you're right. I can't argue with it too much. Eric, I mean, anything? I know you, you, you're pretty quiet right now, man. Uh, no, no. I, well, I was listening, and and um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I agree with your top four. Um, maybe in that order um, for today. Um, if I'm looking down the road, and and I'm I'm with B here. Um, if I'm looking down the road, man, I, I'm I want to see LSU show improve on the road. Um, I got Bama in my top four. Um, you know, I, I think Jay Coker's playing a lot better. They're starting to figure out, you know, run the ball first, pound, pound, pound inside. Um, you know, and then play action over the top, you know, to, um, I was going to say Amari Cooper. I forget the other kid from Miami. Um, you know, I, I, I look at those guys, man, and, and look at that defense. They seem to be the only team left. You know, Florida couldn't do it. That that could possibly stop Leonard Fournette. Um, if that game was at LSU at night, I, I might be thinking differently, but it's at, it's in Tuscaloosa. I, I would say Alabama. And uh, the one other, <laughs> the one other team or teams that I'm a little – you know, I'm a little confused, a little scared to, to pick on is like Michigan State and, and Ohio State. Um, you you, you got to give credit where it's due. Michigan State won a game, whether it was ugly. Um, I, I take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day of the week. Um, and at the end of the day, they won. So you you have to give them credit uh, where it's due. It's not like they were getting blown out. They were right there in the game. Um, you know, it was a tough game. Uh, but I, I look at Ohio State and they're, I think Penn State, you start in the second half, you started to see them, their, their talent. It, it's starting to come around. They're starting to play better. And JT Barrett has been announced to be their starting quarterback, which I, which probably should have been done a long time ago. Um, I think Ohio State's getting ready to get a whole lot more dangerous. I think Urban Meyer gave, um, I forget his name, you know, uh, a chance. And he Cardell just, Jones? Yeah, uh, yeah, Cardell Jones. He just wasn't getting it done. And I, I think JT Barrett's getting ready to take them to the next level like he was doing last year, um, you know, before he got hurt. And, and Ohio State will probably be that. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I didn't, uh, as we were talking, I forgot. I was just still ruining over that LSU loss, so I didn't even get my top four. But, uh, yeah, my top four, I think we're, we're all on the same page, at least with Ohio State. I think they're going to start ripping with JT Barrett in there. His efficiency in the red zone, his ability to take care of the football is exactly what they need. I think Cardell Jones is super talented, but he just had too many turnovers, missed too many open receivers. And this offense that are in my runs is about efficiency and being smart at the quarterback position. And JT Barrett just has a little bit more upstairs, I think. Than uh than Car than uh than Cardell Jones and plus their schedule is fairly easy. They only play one more or two more ranked teams. That's um, home versus Michigan State and then at Michigan. And and right now you'd have to like them in both of those games. Maybe, I mean I think they have more of a chance to lose at Michigan later in the season. But I know we'll get to those matchups later. Two, I've got Baylor. I'm with you, Darren. I think Baylor is just unstoppable on offense. I don't see any defense in the in the uh, Big Twelve that's gonna. Uh, put the corral on them. I think they'll be able to score 40 or 50 in any game. And unless somebody can score with them, like TCU, that's the only team that I see maybe even giving them a ball game. I'm with Eric on number three. I got I got Alabama in my top four. It's just part of its reputation, part of it's that Nick Saban. How many times does he lose two games in a season? That one loss usually comes somewhere, and then he gets that team focused, and he just start rolling the rest of the season. So I don't see Alabama losing at home to LSU. Um, the SEC championship game might be interesting, though, if they play, if they play Florida from the east. And then at four, we didn't really talk about this team, but I got Stanford. I think they had kind of a under-the-radar win Thursday night. They embarrassed UCLA, and that score wasn't even as – that game wasn't as close as the score score was because UCLA got a couple garbage touchdowns late. 
Kevin Hogan's not turning the ball over. Uh, McCaffrey, that dude, he he might get on my Heisman radar pretty soon. And uh, I think Stanford, you got to think the Pac-12 champion will have at least a, a seat at the table for discussion with the conference committee. So I think Stanford's my four. And then the two teams I would say we got to watch out for are Notre Dame. That's a wild card team because who knows what they'll do the rest of the season. And I think Clemson versus Florida State, that winner, whoever wins that game, I think they might be able to sneak into that top four too. I mean, it helps. That it, it, it's helping in just for Florida State and Clemson that the ACC is doing well. Um, North Carolina only has one loss on the year. Well, what two losses, excuse me. Hold on, one or two. Yeah, two losses on the year, but they only yeah, have no, one no loss on the ACC. Though, I don't think. Yeah, no. Then that, that only loss is South Carolina then. Which yeah, is first game. Yeah, yeah, first game. Their their only loss is South Carolina, and they but they have no losses in conference as long as well as with Duke and Pitt. And Pitt. So yeah. Yeah. North Carolina hasn't you know garnered in too much national attention, but if they keep winning, they could end up being ranked, which could be a a, a good you know resume booster for for Clemson or Florida State, uh, in in the committee's eyes, in in order to get into the playoffs because I think right now if all if let's say Alabama wins out which I was just looking at their schedule and the, the last ranked team they play is LSU at home so you know Alabama is probably going to be there um Baylor I think is going to be there Ohio State is probably going to be there with those three now you're going to have to contend say a Notre Dame wins out do you put do you pick one of those teams over a Notre Dame or um or Michigan State if uh if they only lose to say just well, actually not Michigan State but Michigan if they only lose to one of those teams I mean see, I, it's just see, one of those things I I I if Utah wins out then you got to the, the the committee got to show some respect. Yeah. Utah's winning ball games, man, and and Utah is doing it how everybody's supposed to do it in football. They're running the ball, they're stopping the run, they're not turning the ball over, they're being efficient at the quarterback position. You know, um, I mean, tough tough game at USC. They got some tough games left, um, but but week in and week out, man. You know, Utah is doing it, man. I I, I like I like uh, Stanford. Stanford is is I, I, they were it was between them and um, Utah for me. Um, you know, but Stan, I, I think Stanford beat up on a UCLA team that's beat up. Uh, they, they got a lot of injuries. I don't want to take anything away from the win. Again, a win is a win. Uh, but I, I like Utah right now. Oh, Eric's internet ran up. Well, I, I'll just piggyback off of what he was saying with that that Utah USC game. I think a lot of people are sleeping on USC because of what's going on in the past. And they're healthy. I, I would um, that, not be surprised if they give Utah a game this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. I know we're not picking and analyzing games, but I like USC's chances at home to maybe uh to maybe not Utah. But you're right, Eric. If you if you if Utah continues to win, there's no way they can be denied by the committee, especially if they went out. I, what what are y'all's thoughts on Iowa though? Because they don't play any more ranked teams, if I'm not mistaken. And if they run the table 12 and 0, and then say they were to beat a Michigan State or an Ohio State in a Big Ten championship, would the committee ignore them or would they give them a shot? I think I don't think they get in. Their their resume doesn't have, you know, what it takes to be able to get in there. And I I know we're going backwards, but I just have a question. Say Clemson or Florida State goes undefeated, Utah goes undefeated, um, Ohio State goes undefeated, Baylor goes undefeated. 
but you have a one-loss SEC team being Alabama or LSU. Well, Alabama or Florida, who do you take? Do you take the SEC team or do you take a uh, – <laughs> well, 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 listen, if, if Florida State wins out, that means they beat Clemson at Clemson and they beat Florida at Florida. So you 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 gotta you you gotta consider that. And Florida's got one of the best defenses in the country. So I think you gotta consider that. Um, Baylor November, like I said, it's it's your improved time. The Big Twelve has been boring as hell, but right now we're getting ready to find out who's the who's the king of the Big Twelve. We're gonna find out right away. And if Baylor wins, I think you got. I think you you have to put them in. They're, they're definitely my number three if they went out, or at least number two. Um, who who's the other team you mentioned? I said Clemson. What if Clemson goes undefeated? Well, see, Clemson, all Clemson has left is Florida State. I, I, I don't think, like, if Florida State wins out, I think their their resume is a little bit better than Clemson if so, Clemson wins out. Okay, so they're going to be playing a ranked opponent in their bowl game. They will. They, they right. that, That's going to happen unless, you know, everybody just beats everybody. But I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, in, in not the bowl game, but their conference championship game. Right. So they beat the, they beat a ranked team in the conference championship, but but team like Florida, Alabama, they only lost one game the whole, you know that whole season, and they play in the SEC. Do you reward a one loss team over mm-hmm. a team that went undefeated? Because it's a lot harder to go undefeated than it is you know going through a one loss. You're right, and I think this is why a lot of it. And I, sometimes I love to do this, sometimes I hate to do it, but it's going to be that six degrees of separation, the committee's going to have to start looking at, okay, who did you beat and who did that team then beat? So if you're talking about Florida, if they run the table to Westaway, knock off Florida State, knock off presumably Bama in the SEC championship game, that the committee will look at that and say, a seven-point loss at LSU at night on really a fake field goal. And that, Georgia. And Georgia, yeah, they would beat Georgia too. That resume to me I think would be more impressive than an undefeated Clemson. But then I think they, they make look at that common opponent and say, let's say Florida only beats Florida State by three, but Clemson beats them by 30 or something like that, which probably won't happen. But I mean, happen, we're, we're Clemson. I understand, but you, Clemson did beat Notre Dame. Granted, it was at home, but they still beat Notre Dame. And, and Notre Dame's <laughs> schedule is nothing to sleep at. Because say Notre Dame wins out and, and they finish with one loss. Now you have to reward Clemson because that was Notre Dame's only loss of the season. You know what else you can do, though, with, with Clemson? They'll be able to have – Another SEC I – mean, and look, South Carolina is not a, a great team this year, but mm-hmm. they do go to South Carolina. If they put it on South Carolina, then the committee may say, okay, they were able to handle an, an average SEC team. Maybe the SEC isn't. I mean, it's going to be so – you're absolutely right. It's a great question. It's going to be a lot of comparisons. I would love to be in that committee room. If that was my job, man, oh, my gosh, that would be so fun to just talk about these different matchups because there's going to be really hard. I think this may be the hardest year we ever see to pick four teams because there's going to be so many one-loss teams in my opinion. But I mean, we only have one year to go. I, know, I, think, I don't think it'll be this difficult even the next few years. It's going to be crazy. No, you're right, though. You're right. It's, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, so we already started talking about the, the, what's going on for the remainder of the season, but I mean, these matchups, I mean, we, we, were, we were talking about Teams say LSU beats Alabama, mm-hmm. and then Texas A&M beats LSU. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah, that gets a little complicated. And then where does Ole Miss figure into that if they were to upset LSU or Texas A&M? Yeah, that's well. It, well, if it, it, that would not LSU or uh, Texas A&M out the, the out the equation, but I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I just don't trust Ole Miss. 
without that, without Kendrick fraudulent in the front in the front four, they are average. Yeah. Oh, Ole Miss is proven to be the frauds. I said they were to beat <laughs> Alabama. They are frauds. They are frauds. That that Chad Kelly train. I'm mad. I even jumped on it for a game. Fraudulent. <laughs> Well, there's no there. Nobody was starting a Chad Kelly train. Oh, it, it started. Well, it started. It started real quick, and then it ended with the Florida loss. It started and ended with Florida. Like it was like, oh man, Chad Kelly. Ah, oh, yeah, Florida. Oh, they, they <laughs> ran out of they ran out of funding, so that train just uh that's it. Derailed. Now, what would y'all? So we're getting into like the future matchups, right? Mm-hmm. What would what do y'all think? I mean, one matchup that I have circled as I was kind of looking down the schedule. It's not a highlight to most people, but Memphis at Houston. And oh like, man! That, that I'm glad you said something. No, I'm glad you said something about that. I like that matchup, man. Yeah, because I think that could that could be two like nine and zero teams at the time. Both of them are ranked. That that game might have some national implication. I mean, it'll be hard to get one of those teams into the playoff, but they'll start being on people's radar if, if whoever wins that game, if they're both undefeated. I mean, what if so Temple? Is Temple's in the same conference as him? Yeah. What if what if Temple knocks off Notre Dame, then knocks off, say Memphis, and has to end up playing Houston and knocks off Houston and goes on un- and goes undefeated? What do you do then with you Temple? Got a real problem on your hands. What do you do with Temple? <laughs> That's a resume right there. That's a resume. That's a resume. <laughs> but I like Listen, Greg Ward Memphis- for Houston, man. But he he is a dynamic little quarterback, and Tom Herman has that squad playing well. Yeah. Unfortunately for Houston, I don't know if he'll if, if they're going to be able to keep him too long with that USC job being open, South Carolina being open. Yeah. I, I think Herbert Herman might be one and done. <laughs> Listen, Memphis. I, I think Memphis is a team that kind of been off the radar, but I, I started watching them last year. They actually stayed at my hotel where I work, um, and they were down here for my, for the Miami Beach Bowl. I watched that game, and I, I've been impressed with their physicality, man. How they win ball games. I, I'm not necessarily surprised they beat Ole Miss. Aside from the fact that Ole Miss is fraudulent, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran the table. I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup. I, I, I love y'all highlighted that, man. It is. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I like that one. I'm still looking forward to. Honestly, I, I'm looking forward to FSU Clemson at Clemson because I want to see how Clemson reacts, and I want to see if um, Everett Golson is going to revert back to the quarterback that we know he is a turnover machine because that Clemson defense is no joke. And that's basically the the deciding factors for Clemson's season in, in essence. So if if they don't beat Florida state, they, they might as well just pack it up and they're not going anywhere. And that'll be the the real interesting thing about that game is because both of those teams have, I think what are trap games this week? I mean, Florida State goes into Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech has been terrible this year at closing games out, but that's a hornet's nest at night. And if they're looking ahead to Clemson, that be careful. And same thing with Clemson playing Miami. Miami's underachieved, but athlete for athlete, they got players on that field that can get a win. So, but you're right. I mean, if both teams handle this week, Florida State Clemson will be to me determined ACC champion. And, I would I would be more worried about Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Miami definitely. can't stop nobody. Miami's defense is so suspect <laughs> up front. They they can't stop a soul. Uh, I I would be more worried about Georgia Tech and, and stopping that funky offense. Very true. Florida State has Georgia Tech this week, don't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. At, at Georgia Tech, night game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech's two and five. This is a must win. They have to win this game. They're gonna play mm-hmm. desperate. 
Whereas in Florida State, I don't, I, I don't know. Sometimes this is that track, like when Florida State plays at NC State or, you know, at Wake Forest, they always have that one loss until Jameis got there. This one scares me. If I'm a Seminole fan, I'm, I'm worried about this week. Um, uh, but you know what? I'm gonna tell you, the average Seminole fan is not worried about this week. They're like, "Oh, we're just gonna go in there and be, we'll beat yeah. Georgia Tech." And then, and then when you see them the next day, oh man, um, yeah, we should have, we should have beat Georgia we Tech. Won that game, man, can you believe that? Game? Man, what's wrong with that defense? They can't stop the run, man. The run easy to stop. Yeah, right now. On on that Florida State team, man, I hate to say it, but I know everybody loves Leonard Fournette, but the more I watch Dalvin Cook, yes. I, I cannot believe how many tackles this guy breaks for his for his frame. He's not Fournette's size, and he still breaks almost as many tackles. I don't, I don't get it. The guy is Where's he's, he from? He's, he's incredible. <laughs> hey, he is incredible. Where's he from? <laughs> you act like you're from there or something. Hey, listen, listen, I, listen. You you know I don't I don't represent Miami and nothing else. But when it comes to that high school football, man, they got the best players in the country. I'm sorry. Give me give me a South Florida running back over anybody any day of the week, except for Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> except for Leonard Fournette. He's the only one. Dalvin Cook is also doing this with a hamstring injury. Yeah, yes. he can't if even Dalvin get up Cook, to full speed. Listen, if Dalvin Cook didn't didn't pull up and get hurt versus Miami, he'd have ran for 300 yards on them. Yeah. Yeah, Dalvin Cook might be he, but if it wasn't for Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook would be undoubtedly the best running back in the country. Oh yeah, I can't. You know what? I'm I'm sorry. I know I know it's bad, but I play. I'm, I'm I got a keeper fantasy league and. I can't wait till next year when he can come out and I can drag him That's it. Him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it. That boy is good, man. Hey, man, everybody going to be sleeping. <laughs> Everybody's sleeping on Dalvin Cook right now. Like, nobody is giving him any Heisman attention. Nobody is saying anything. They're just like, oh, ho, ho. But they don't realize he's the reason. He's just like Leonard Fournette. He's the reason Florida State is winning. I, I think he'll he'll get on people's radars in that Clemson game because, really, Florida State hasn't played any games that people would be focusing on because there's always a better SEC game or better Pac-12 game. But I think this week, that Clemson week, people will be like, oh, who's this? He'll get on the radar then. But what what do y'all think about um? I mean, like I said, look, I I'm, I tend to be this kind of guy. I always come away. I, I'd like to give the losing team props when it's one of my teams, and that doesn't change about that Michigan Michigan State game. I I was more impressed with Michigan being up twenty three to fourteen with four minutes left, and I can't believe they didn't get the job done. But does that change what y'all think about Michigan State at Ohio State? Do we still think they have a chance in that game? Can I go first on this? Because the first thing I said when when I before we started was that I think Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. And I don't think Michigan should have lost that. Of course, they shouldn't have lost that game. Yeah. Um, but Michigan has showed me something since that Utah loss. Um, they showed me something week in and week out. That defense has been phenomenal. Darrington did mention that Michigan State was able to, you know, get some plays down the field. But mm-hmm. uh I, I think, you know, play for play, they should have won the game and they, they just didn't finish. And I think that would have set up a really, really big final season matchup with Ohio State. And it's still going to be a big matchup regardless because Michigan's not out of it. They're, they're right. still in it. They they If they went out, they could win the Big Ten, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, if Ohio State beats Michigan State. So I don't know, man. I think Michigan is getting ready. As soon as they find a quarterback, Michigan is going to be dangerous for years to come. That is going to mm-hmm. be one hell of a conference. Um. I never thought Michigan was the best team in the the Big Ten Conference. I, I do think that they're a good team. I I still think, uh, excuse me, Ohio State is the best team in in the Big Ten Conference. And I thought Michigan and Michigan State needed what that game would have figured out who was number two. And 
with Michigan State winning, I don't think they're the second best team in the conference. I actually do think Michigan is just with coaching, the discipline and the way they played the game. I mean, things just didn't happen to go their way. And, and that happens within the game of football. So if you're asking me, it will be Ohio State and Ohio State is clear and above the best team in that conference right now. And Michigan still – Harbaugh needs a couple of recruit, recruiting classes to be able to, you know, get back to that that place where Ohio State currently is. I See, I, I disagree with you just a little bit. I, I think Michigan – the cupboard hasn't been bare for Michigan. They had bad coaching. The the, the cupboard they've, – they've had one of the best defenses in the Big Ten, even when they were awful. They, that defense was still solid. They've still been putting guys in the league. Their recruiting classes are still top ten, top five. So I, I don't think they're that far behind Ohio State. I do think Ohio State, talent for talent, is a little bit ahead. But if Michigan wins that game – you can't tell me that Michigan wasn't playing better than Ohio State. Ohio State hasn't been playing well until the second half of that Penn State game. So that that, that was my reasoning initially for saying that I thought Michigan was the best team. They have been playing the best football and getting better week by week, whereas Ohio State, we're still waiting. We're like, okay, we know y'all talented, but when are y'all going to start showing us the talent that we saw after the Virginia Tech loss when they started getting better and they started rolling? That That's what I've been waiting for, and I think you might have saw it after the pen at the second half of that Penn State game, I think you started to see it. I mean, you'll see it with JT Barrett. JT Barrett is a Absolutely. lot smarter than Cardell Jones as far as what's needed in that Urban Meyer offense. I don't know, you know, uh, uh, just between the two of them. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but I think JT Barrett will, will get everything going, and you'll see that offense start to to move a whole lot better because he was the reason. Not Carter, Cardell Jones, the re, that they won the national championship. He was just came into a well-oiled machine and just kept it going. Right. And JT Barrett is the one that was in the driver's seat on that. In, yes. in the driver's seat on that, and I, he was just an opportunist, and he he's not as good as people wanted him to be, and it, he's shown that. Now we're not saying he can't gain that potential, but currently he's not. And right. JT Barrett is a lot better than him right now, as far as college Absolutely. What were you saying, Brian? You were saying something. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Only thing I was gonna say is just, uh, were you gonna get to that last regular season week? I don't want to jump the gun on you. Oh no! Go ahead, man. Just, no, go all, ahead. All I was gonna say is it's funny because this is what I love about college football. Um, for a long time, everybody said, let's have a playoff. And, and at first I was against it because I love that every game matters so much college football. But I'm like, okay, if we just do four teams, that's fine. But now people are wanting eight teams and 16 teams. And, and when I look at the schedule, what I like to remind people is there's playoffs all the time. Like every week there's a, essentially a playoff game. But especially you look at that last week of the season and a regular season, last week in November, November 28th, Baylor at TCU, Ohio State at Michigan, Florida State at Florida, Notre Dame at Stanford, and that's just for the first four I looked at. So you can you can essentially call that the quarterfinals or like the round of 16 if you really wanted to. So, I mean, I know we're just talking about matchups. That day, I don't even know what channel I'm going to have to have the picture in picture. I'm going to probably hook up another TV. I mean, it's going to be six or seven matchups that day, November 28th, that decide half of the college football season. So, And that's just a regular season. That's yeah. that's not even a conference championship. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. Playoff. Another round of the playoffs in his own. I agree. I agree 100%. Man, Utah has probably one of the easiest routes 
to the college football playoff. Stop it. They do. Look at their schedule. You did Clemson. You stop it. You stop it. It's you not. It. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad. Would okay, you rather be Clemson or Utah right now, bro? <laughs> uh, Clemson, because I okay. don't have to play a ranked team the rest of yeah. the season. Yeah. Tell t- tell me tell me how you feel about Utah in this schedule. <laughs> It, it's set up for them to, to, to make it at least to their conference championship. But if they if they can win their conference championship, which is very doable, I think they could beat Stanford. I mean, if that's not out of the realm because they play the same type of game. Then they didn't really play anybody, man. Oh, my God. Listen, listen, you're going at USC, at Arizona, and like, UCLA is still a dangerous team. These aren't pushover games, Darrington. These, these aren't pushover games. I'm not saying their schedule is a pushover. I'm not saying they, they're scheduling cupcakes on, like, Alabama's scheduling uh, Charles, Charleston Southern in, in week 11. And sometimes you need a, you need an extra bye week. That's it. Hey, before man, the don't, game. Don't hand me that shit. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, come on, man. Listen, listen. At at USC, USC is still a dangerous, desperate team, man. Let's let's not let's not forget all the talent that they have. They just had a yeah. drunk coach on the sideline, all right. And, <laughs> and Arizona, Arizona, if when healthy, some were picking to win the win the Pac-12. And same thing for UCLA. These aren't bum teams. I I I think these teams have a little bit more pride. They're not just going to let Utah come in there and get it done. And if Utah runs the table and sees Stanford. I think Stanford plays the game, that particular game, a little bit better than Utah does. I think that'll be a pretty good matchup in the Pac-12 yeah, championship that Stanford might – they, they got smarter kids. I would probably put my money on Stanford as much as I like Utah. I agree with that. I do like Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey reminds oh, me. Oh, you hated Christian McCaffrey in the beginning. But you know what? I, I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay, I did. all right. At least you admit it. All right. <laughs> I watch him play, and the more I watch him play, he reminds me of a little of Julian Edelman, a little of, like, Danny Woodhead. But he's a a lot bigger, and he's got good genes. His dad's Ed McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey was a good (laughs) wide receiver, man, for a long time. Yeah, he won a couple ships with Elway. That's it. I mean, he's got good genes, and I can see him having a long career in the NFL like good 10 year career on a team like the Patriots too. Cause they'll know exactly <laughs> how exactly to do what to do with them. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He'll mess around and be playing linebacker, special teams, all kind of stuff, man. But I, I, I do believe, I, 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 but back to what Brian was saying, talking about the last week being the quarterfinals that that is. And I mean, was that you, Eric? I'm sorry. I'm going crazy, but it doesn't matter. Back to the last week is the quarterfinals. Like there is no if ands or buts about it. The way just is, and that's just the way this season is shaping up. Yeah, Pre, you know, future seasons may not shape up like that, but um, I, I'm not sure if we should even have a not the bye week, but if we should have a 12 game season. Why don't we go back to 10 games? You just play your conference. You win. You get. Get nitty gritty with your conference. You know what? Conference champs, whoever was good that year, you know, the conference champs play each other. And then from the conference championship, that's how you get your, your national champion. 
I, I think the only problem with that is, is if you're in a conference that is deemed not too strong, then say the ACC, if you're Clemson and you don't play some good teams outside of your conference, it's, you know, it's, it's going to backfire on you. You know, you could go undefeated, but then they'll but say you didn't play nobody. Your conference in, in this scenario, Eric, it would not because all conference champions get to go to the playoffs. It's kind of like the NCAA where you have a guaranteed in <laughs> and, and the NCAA, uh, you know, March Madness in the tournament. You have if you win your champion, if you win your conference championship, you go to the playoffs. I do. So you got to extend it to six teams then. Eight I teams. think. Yeah, I think. I think it'll trend yeah. in, in in that direction. I think you'll see an eighteen playoff. I mean, they're going to let this play out for at least six or seven years uh, because it was good last year. I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. I thought all those games were good, and I mean, I think the right team won the playoff. But I think it will trend to the direction you're saying. The five champions, conference champions, will be in, and then it'll be three at large. They may even make it six champ conference champions with the American Athletic Conference if yeah. they keep playing the yeah. way they're playing, and then two at large. But I think it'll trend that direction. The only problem though with going back to ten games is you're forgetting about the uh, you're forgetting about this. You're forgetting about that money grab. And, yeah. and I don't I don't think any the amount of money ESPN, the billions of dollars they're paying CBS, AB, there's no way they're going to be able to convince. Um, those money, those businessmen that say, let's go from 12 to 10. Because even even this week where we say there's not a bunch of great matchups, I'm still going to be glued to the TV watching every single one of them. So it's just too much of a money situation to give up any of those games. Now. But don't you think – tell me this. Don't you think you make more money still having your bowl season at the end of that 10-game at ten game window because it, it, nothing changed. You're just going back a little old school with it. You can call – you can say you're retroing the, the playoffs, and then you still get even more money because now you've extended the lengths of the playoffs because just imagine how much money they made. You, you're still appeasing the masses with because they have all these bowls that have to be played, and you have all these fans that want to go to these places and see this, and you have all this television that needs to show these games. Well, I, yes and no. Because I think what they've what college football has done by having matchups like um, who was that Wisconsin and Alabama at like you know Texas Stadium or wherever they played that at like the Chick Fil A Bowl like they're they're starting to put some of those games in the not the preseason but in the beginning of the year you know some of your Arizona Texas A and M they're starting to do a lot of that early you know what I'm saying yeah. just to kind of get the ball rolling it so I mean they're kind of doing that already just just in the beginning of the season versus at the end of the season. It just no, matters just, more at the end of the season. Yeah, so I mean, so why not? I mean, I, mean, I, I like it the way it is. I, I'm, I'm more excited to see, oh, man, Alabama and Wisconsin play, even though we know, you know who's going to win that. But well, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what that SEC Big Ten matchup is in 2017 to start the season, right? Have you looked oh, at boy. Man, it's, it's going to be a house divided. It's Florida-Michigan to start the season. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, that's so, gonna be an excellent series. I, I, you, I, I you tell me you don't want that? I mean, you I got, don't, you I, don't give me that first yeah, game yeah, yeah, I like to see that, especially in Chick-fil-A season. Yeah. Like, man, give me that, especially yeah. the way both these teams look. Oh, yeah. you know, give it's that. just an option. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't. You like? I wouldn't be opposed if they didn't do away with the 12-game the 12 uh, season and still had all the conference winners in, in a playoff. And they still had their bowl games. They could do it that way. I, 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 it's still early, and I do know it's going to change. But I just want to see. I would like to see a quicker change in the schedule. Like I think when they change the format, they should allow teams to say, "Hey, I know we had these games planned out, but 
um, we're about this money. So let us change our schedule and let's get some real matchups in here. So, you know, we can we can get to this. But teams are seeing that now, especially after this first season that, hey, scheduling is going to matter a whole lot more, especially who you play and not only who you play, but when you play them. Mm-hmm. Because playing a team like, say, um, Stanford at the beginning of the season is a lot better than playing a team like Stanford in the middle of the season. Because you don't want to play Stanford in the middle of the season, but you're damn sure playing them at the beginning because you might sneak them and it might look better on your resume. Shout out to Northwestern. Yeah. But Northwestern, <laughs> they have no offense, man. That It's poor Northwestern. That's like poor little team team. That's it. That's Did it. we miss anything? You got anything else we want to get to? No? Nothing, man. I could, we could talk this all day, man. I, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're like, y'all, I, I mean, I'm good. With, I'm good with this. Do y'all even want to do picks? Because we don't have to do them. I mean, I mean, did, did we did we get in depth with Notre Dame? Did we did we did we get in depth with who they play, who they got coming up? I mean, like I, I know B mentioned them. You know, we we mentioned Notre Dame, but I mean, you know, shout out to their schedule. Like you said, Darrington, before we started, just got a whole lot tougher with at Temple, at Pitt, at Stanford. You know, what I mean, like. You know, I don't know if we really got in depth on that, but you know, if they if they win those games, and and I know you don't, you you're not giving BC no love, you're giving them no credit, but they got the one of the best defenses in the country. You got to show them some kind of love. If they win these games, man, you, that that's another team you got to look at. I mean, we did we, we did talk Notre Dame. We we, oh, did, we got I, Notre Dame. We, did, fun. we did we Sorry. did say that, but I'm just saying. No, I, 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 I just asked if Notre Dame got in, you know, over an undefeated Clemson of Florida State. And, you know, I, and I asked, does Utah get in? Um, it, you know, what do we do there? I, I did ask that. And, you know, it's a tough question to answer. The only team that I think we didn't mention that, although based on two weeks ago, they don't look like they're going to be there. They have the schedule that could get them there is Oklahoma. And before I know y'all would be like to get out of my face, but. Oklahoma does play TCU at TCU, and TCU's defense is bad. When I saw Oklahoma go and drop 55 on Kansas State, that made me think maybe this team's going to run the table the rest of the way. They have Baylor at home. Look, if they beat TCU and Baylor, I don't think that's likely, but they have a schedule that could get them back in it, kind of like Ohio State last year, lose a game early but can bounce back. I think that's maybe the only team we didn't didn't mention that still has, a I say, an outside shot. I mean, their their schedule's set up for the rest of the way. If they went out at Tech at you know, they beat TCU, Baylor, and they have to beat Oklahoma State, who's getting yeah. – who, 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 as a matter of fact, they play um, – what is that? They play one of the big teams first. I'm sorry. They play they play TCU and they get TCU at home. So that could be a good win for Mike Gundy and that, and that Oklahoma State Sooner squad. Um, I don't think – I'm finally going to watch Big 12 football. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's getting down to the point where you can watch it. It's, it's becoming watchable because a lot of those teams in the Big 12 are laughable. Yeah, laughable. Their their defenses, their defenses. They they got some good offenses, man. I, I mean, like a team like West Virginia, you know, offensively I, they're great. Defensively, they can't stop a soul. <laughs> you know, it, it's, so, it's, so, it's what, so, so what about a team like Iowa State? What about them? They're trash. Or Kansas. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. I'm like, what about them? <laughs> why, I don't, like, I don't why are we talking about them? Like, why why is Iowa State in this conversation? I was, like, yeah, they're I was, awful. I will never understand how a, a, a sports program can have such an elite basketball team and such a terrible football team. Kansas has the money, right? I mean, right. If, if Kansas State can be good, Missouri, teams in that region, why can't Kansas be good? And they were good like seven, eight years ago with, with that uh, 
that big coach. What was his name? Man, Man Mangino, Martin Mangino. Yeah, um, and then yeah, uh, the, the real man. Bad. Iowa State hasn't been good since they had Gene Chizik as their head coach. Man, let's be for real. Yeah, it's been a while for Iowa State. Yeah, and that's for a long time. But we're not gonna do picks. I, we might as well not even do picks. We're, we're, we're at that time. Um, you know, it was it was a fantastic conversation. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's one of the best we had. Huh? Wow, we I, should I do agree. it more often. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Um, Eric, any any last thing for for the people before we go? You know what? Not today, man. Not today. Your boy's moving, so I I, I didn't have time to come up with something special today. Just uh, roll tide. That's it. That's all I got for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Brian, any last thing for the people? N nothing too special. I just think that as we talk about every week, there's always that some game that we look at the score and we're like, how did that happen? I think the two teams that need to be on upset alert are Utah going into USC against a USC team that's that's probably hungry and a little bit, you know, kind of walking around with a chip on their shoulder. And then, as I already mentioned, Florida State going into Georgia Tech. I think the Rambling Wreck might have some form. So I would just keep an eye on those two games Saturday night while we're, while we're flipping around. Man, I, I hope Memphis keeps winning. I hope mm -hmm. Houston keeps winning. I hope Temple keeps winning. I, uh, part of me just hopes, to make it more interesting. Yeah, it just makes it that much more interesting. If one don't of don't sleep on don't sleep on the Navy midshipmen in the American Conference. They still got a chance to, to upset okay. one of these boys. Right. You know what? Everything up. You know what? I appreciate y'all listening. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Please like us, comment, um, give us a A plus review. It's really a five star review, but give us a five star review. You can find us on Stitcher, and also you can find us on SoundCloud. Like us, uh, follow us at Coach E Burns at the CSB Guru um, at Darrington G. You can find us all on Twitter. Um, good night, y'all.